This is uh, Robert Craig. I'm Executive Director of Citizen Action of Wisconsin. And uh, this morning we're releasing a new report called A Tale of Two States, Small Business Edition. Why Wisconsin's health insurance small group marketplace premiums are higher than Minnesota's. So this follows up on previous research that we had done last year comparing individual market rates between Minnesota and Wisconsin that got a great deal of attention in the media and from policymakers. And uh, small businesses as important. I think people are aware that small businesses have been among the most disadvantaged in the uh, health insurance marketplace that in Wisconsin we used to have, at the beginning of the 21st century, about 60% of small employers being able to afford to provide coverage were down to, to less than a third in Wisconsin. And they, there are shocking percentages as far as the number of small business owners and employees who are uninsured uh, because of this. And so one of the main things the Affordable Care Act did is to actually try to create a, a new marketplace called a shop exchange for small businesses so that there were tax credits to make health insurance more affordable, and they're no longer discriminated against just because one employee had a chronic condition or any kind of pre-existing condition. That could provide you that uh, before the Affordable Care Act priced out entire small employers, well, small nonprofits and small businesses. And so what we want to do is, to, in this report, is look and see if there are substantial differences between Minnesota and Wisconsin in terms of rates uh, for small business insurance, because both states have taken dramatically different approaches to the implementation of the Affordable Care Act. In particular, Minnesota has tried to use all of the tools available in the law. Wisconsin leaders have resisted the law and not taken advantage of a number of the tools in the law. And so this report looks at the rates for the first year uh, for small business insurance in the exchange, in the shop exchanges. So I'm going to hand it over briefly to Kevin Kane, our, our lead organizer and a lead researcher on this project. He's going to briefly give you the top lines results we found. Then we have three speakers who are going to speak. We have uh, a Senate uh, Democratic leader, Chris Larson. We have Representative John Richards, who is um, the, the ranking member on the Assembly Health Committee. We also have Lori Compass from the uh, Wisconsin Business Alliance to comment on the results. And then Kevin will give us a little more details on causation and the like after we're finished with the speakers. And just so everyone knows, we are recording this call, and we'll send out the recording with the press release, both for media, particularly uh, on, uh, radio that wants to use it. And so just so you're aware that we're recording this when you speak. So with that, let me turn it over to Kevin Kane, lead organizer for Citizen Action Wisconsin, to do the top lines of the report, and then we'll start to go through our speakers. So, Kevin, thank you very much. Uh, good morning. Thanks, everyone, for being here. Uh, so really some of the quicker pieces to it, and we'll explain sort of why uh, these, these disparities are and, and kind of the causes of them. Uh, but first, when you look at, we, we looked at specifically Minnesota as a whole, uh, weighted average with Wisconsin as a whole, uh, and we found that uh, uh, silver plans, which is sort of the moderate plan, are roughly 18% higher in uh, Wisconsin compared to Minnesota, and that gold plans, which are the, the higher level plan, uh, average 11 uh, and a half percent higher in, in Wisconsin versus Minnesota, and this is despite the fact that the, the health insurance, or excuse me, the, the health cost, cost of the healthcare uh, world, is actually slightly more expensive in, in Minnesota. So there's still a, a pretty high disparity. It, it's it's slightly more muted than the individual market, which is pretty extreme, uh, which we showed last year, but it's still uh, pretty large nonetheless. And, and when you compare this to the major metros. Um, Minneapolis versus uh, the major metros of Wisconsin, uh, you see much larger differences. Uh, places like Eau Claire 
and uh, lacrosse in Milwaukee are over 30% higher uh, than, than the Minneapolis, uh, whereas some of the uh, uh, metros are slightly less, like, for example, Appleton's roughly 9% uh, more expensive than Minneapolis. Uh, but overall, this, this translates into real uh, economic impact uh, for all, m- numerous small businesses. For example, um, in Eau Claire, uh, uh, a gold plan would be $1,700 per year per employee more in uh, Eau Claire than the Twin Cities. And for Milwaukee, it would be $1,800 uh, per employee uh, per year. Uh, uh, for the same exact goal plan as you would get in Eau Claire or, or Minneapolis. Uh, so this is a very large impact, dollar amount, uh, percentage amount, and, and we have a number of reasons why this is, uh, but it seems to go well beyond uh, the differences in uh, the actual cost of health care between our two states. Uh, so that's uh, we can go a little bit more on, on particular cities in a bit, but I just wanted to show that uh, uh, some early variations right from the get-go. Yeah, and this is Robert again. And to, to reiterate what Kevin has uh, said a couple times is the underlying medical costs, uh, that cost of medical services is higher in Minnesota than Wisconsin slightly, but Wisconsin has much higher health insurance premiums for small businesses, both between regions and on a statewide aggregate average. And so we're going to talk about, after we have our speakers, two specific reasons for this. One is uh, our lack of robust rate review in Wisconsin compared to Minnesota, which is a part of the Affordable Care Act, where states can go further or just through the minimum, which Wisconsin is doing. And then the other thing is turning down the Medicaid money, where Minnesota and Wisconsin have taken dramatically different approaches, and that affects the whole insurance market, including the small business, the market for small business insurance or small group insurance. So we're going to talk about that with Kevin after we have our speakers. So I want to first introduce uh, Senator Chris Larson, the uh, Democratic leader in the state Senate. Uh, so, Chris, thank you for joining us. Thank you. For, uh, appreciate all the uh, reporters coming on as well to talk about this uh, key, important issue for uh, Wisconsin and our health care future. Um, it's, it's for us, you know, Wisconsin has a long tradition of trying to increase access to quality, affordable health care um, for families, friends, and neighbors. And uh, it's crucial. Uh, it's a crucial part of what we do to ensure that we will have to pursue healthy and productive lives. If you are not uh, healthy, it's going to be harder to, uh, to work and to stay focused and to be able to uh, study if you're a student and to be able to care for your kids, your parents. Um, so this is the, the core. Um, if you are not healthy or you're not able to have a productive life, next. Spent in Wisconsin's care program for so long, and unfortunately, we took it out, taken a turn against that. Um, so, strengthening Badger Care, the Badger Care program, it has dollars. Um, it's not only common sense in this case if we would uh, accept the expansion, but it would also be uh, obviously the moral thing to do. Uh, and unfortunately, Wisconsinites were needlessly kicked off of bad care and were forced into a self created coverage gap. Uh, after their insurance plan was terminated by Governor Walker and his ill-conceived um, experiment on health care. Uh, things have gotten so dire that the uh, federal government, um, through the help of and encouragement of Senator Tammy Baldwin, um, announced a special rule for 38,000 former Badger Care recipients uh, who are currently uh, left in that gap without health care insurance. So such action, this would have been completely unnecessary had the Republicans had simply accepted 
the uh, health care dollars that would have allowed Wisconsin to increase access to health care coverage, uh, to Badger care coverage for 87,000 more Wisconsinites, while at the same time saving uh, half a billion dollars over the next three and a half years. Uh, so all in all, Wisconsin's families, friends, and our neighbors, and hurt uh, access to the American dream for those individuals and put the health of our state at risk. Uh, thank you very much, Senator Larson. And, um, this is Robert Craig again. And I forgot to mention that the, the whole report is live on our website, citizenactionwi.org, so you can see all the numbers and, and the analysis there right now. Uh, so with that, I want to turn it over to Representative John Richards, who has been a tremendous leader on health care issues during his whole time in the State Assembly and has, been tra- and has really been interested in small business and making this a better business climate for small businesses as well, but understands that health care costs are a major factor for anyone trying to start or maintain a small business. Uh, and also small employers like nonprofits. So, uh, John, thank you very much for joining us. Thanks, Robert. And uh, you're right. I got involved with uh, health policy several years ago when I had small businesses um, come to me and, and tell me that uh, they were seeing premium increases of 20% one year, almost 30% the next year, 25% the following year. That just wasn't sustainable, and they were looking for some relief. And so... Um, over the years, we have uh, done a number of, of things, especially under the Affordable Care Act, to try to uh, reduce costs for small businesses. And it's uh, saddened me to hear that uh, places like Minnesota that have accepted a, 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 an exchange and have accepted the federal Medicaid expansion are doing a better job of reducing health care costs for, for everyone in their state, but especially for uh, small businesses. And, that's something that uh, Wisconsin small businesses should benefit from. I'd like to talk a little bit about the uh, huge costs that we're seeing in our state as a result of turning down the full Medicaid expansion. And what we're seeing, uh, based on uh, recent reports from the Legislative Fiscal Bureau, is that the uh, cost of turning down the expansion is nearly twice as expensive as we originally thought. The original estimate was uh, a cost to the state of $119 million in this biennium. Now that it's up to $206 million in this biennium. And that's largely because uh, we're seeing a greater enrollment of childless adults in, in Medicaid and, and Badger Care than we were expecting. So I, I think what we can take out of this is if we were to take the Medicaid expansion, we could save a great deal of money, help solve the state's very serious uh, budget problems, but also reduce costs for uh, everybody in the healthcare system because we would no longer have to ensure over uncompensated care. So uh, we have a clear path to um, helping to reduce health care costs, at least in one respect. And if we were to take the Medicaid expansion, we could save the state a substantial amount of money in this biennium and also going forward because those costs are going to continue to go up. The most recent estimates from the Legislative Fiscal Bureau, the uh, cost uh, going into the next budget is $261 million on a low enrollment scenario and over $300 million in a high enrollment scenario. So um, we're talking a, a serious amount of money at a time when we are facing some uh, very serious fiscal challenges, and I would certainly call on um, the governor and uh, the legislature 
to uh, once again uh, go to the federal government and, and take the Medicaid expansion. We should do it today, and it's been a huge missed opportunity for Wisconsin, and something that's going to have uh, continue to have serious consequences for all Wisconsin. <coughs> Uh, thank you very much, uh, Representative Richards. Uh, I now want to turn it over to Lori Compass, the Executive Director of the Wisconsin Business Alliance, who works with uh, with business owners and small business owners throughout the state and certainly is aware of how big a challenge health care is for a small employer and therefore how problematic it is that we are much more expensive than our neighbors in North Minnesota unnecessarily. So, uh, Lori, thank you very much for joining us. Sure, thank you. Uh, I think it's one thing to put open for business signs on the interstate, but it's another to do things that really help Wisconsin recruit and retain businesses. If health insurance costs are driving up the cost of doing business here, and if those costs are, are much higher here than in Minnesota, those higher costs really work against all the good things we have going for us when we try to recruit businesses or retain businesses. Um, in states where the Affordable Care Act has been implemented properly, it's been great for entrepreneurs and small business owners. I mean, I, I started my own business in 2008, and I could not have done it if my husband didn't get health insurance through his job. So many people prior to the Affordable Care Act were just trapped in jobs that they didn't like. They were underemployed. Um, they, they might have had dreams of starting their own business, but they needed that insurance. So this has freed people up who were trapped in those situations. It's allowed them to get out and pursue their dreams of starting their own businesses. And if it were completely and properly administered here in Wisconsin, including rate review and getting our federal tax money back in the form of Medicaid expansion, the Affordable Care Act would be even better for small business. Thank you very much, Lori. That was really the point and, uh, you know, came obviously from the perspective of, of business owners or, or prospective business owners who just need access to health care the way large employers have it in order to really live the American dream and to develop and, and, and also create more opportunity for everyone. So before we go to questions, I'm going to have Kevin Kane, our lead organizer, lead researcher on this report, talk a little bit more about the numbers and the causes of the numbers. Then we, anything we don't answer there, we'll have a Q&A uh, that you can ask the speakers or, or us anything more about the report. So, Kevin, why do you give a little more depth to the report before we go to questions from, from media? All right. Thank you, Robert, and thanks, everyone, who uh, just had the chance to speak. Um, so when we were trying to look at the comparison between the two states, we tried to identify what the major reasons uh, for this variation would be, and, and the most likely culprit, one would assume, is actually the cost of, of medical services, specifically now that the uh, health insurance has this 80-20 rule that all insurance companies must spend 80% of premiums on actual health care. Uh, but when you actually try to compare uh, the, the per capita costs of uh, medical services between our two states, Minnesota is, is slightly more, about 2.4% higher when it comes to actual medical services. Uh, yet our health insurance costs substantially more, and not just for individuals, we've commented before, but but the small group as well. And, and as I mentioned a little earlier, uh, there's very, very large um, metropolitan uh, variations, which is useful for us not just in comparing how our metros stand compared to adjacent metros uh, like Minneapolis, but allow us to really see you know, how Eau Claire will do compared to La Crosse or Milwaukee or Madison. Uh, and, and we're seeing that, you know, unlike reports in the past, Madison is, is not uh, the cheapest uh, in this respect. Uh, we've actually found Janesville and Appleton uh, some of the, the respectively more um, affordable for, for uh, um, 
small group health insurance. But that being said, even it's still more expensive than, than the Twin Cities. Uh, we did find that, that West Coast, uh, La Crosse, Eau Claire, but also uh, Milwaukee are, are very expensive uh, for private health insurance, uh, small group coverage per employee, 30-plus percent uh, for each of those, 33% higher for an average gold and silver. Uh, these are all uh, weighted for the average age uh, of an applicant, um, for for each of these areas, uh, and again, this comes to anywhere from 500 to 1,000 to 1,500 more per employee uh, per year that these small groups are, are uh, forced to pay, and so it's it's a substantial uh, dollar amount that could either go obviously to, to higher income, higher wages for their employees, or uh, even more jobs. So the, the main culprits that we're able to find out really come down to, to public policy. Minnesota and Wisconsin have a lot of commonalities in demographics in, in the rest of that, but obviously have taken very divergent courses on public policy. And the two issues, as we pointed out in the past, but have also uh, manifested in the small group uh, market is the, this area of, of rate review and accepting the federal funds for Badger or the Medicaid dollars. Uh, rate review is, is this ability to police rate increases year to year if it, uh, is it, to make sure that they're not excessive, uh, that there's actually a good reason for raising the rates. Now, Minnesota has used this power pretty extensively, and their Department of Commerce has shown that they've successfully lowered rates as much as 37% uh, for some insurance plans. Wisconsin has this power and has seen rate increases over 10% but has never used uh, this consumer protection ability. We've never uh, deemed a rate excessive. We've never had a single public hearing to question whether uh, a rate is excessive. Uh, it is consumer protection power that's never been used here. And so beyond just whether the state uses it, Minnesota has a very different style of rate review. They're, in their state, uh, insurance companies must present the rates and then get an okay. So it's, it's referred to as prior authorization. In Wisconsin, you can present the rates and use them and charge consumers more, uh, and then the state can at some point come back later and say, wait a second, this is excessive. And so Minnesota actually has a higher level of um, accountability, which, which we don't have. So irrespective of whether a state decides to use these powers, uh, Minnesota actually has a better job of holding insurance companies more accountable in this regard, uh, which is something that Wisconsin could, in fact, do, but we don't uh, currently. Additionally, the, the question about Medicaid funds, uh, really comes down to a question of uncompensated care. Now, in the private insurance uh, individual market, there's there's a lot more concern of, of risk and making sure low-income people uh, have access to coverage and, and that that's impact on insurance risk pools. But for when it comes to the small group market, uh, we see that the, the bigger impact is from uh, uncompensated care. That that when Wisconsin did its path of not taking the federal dollars to spend more state dollars to to cover less people. This needlessly leaves people uninsured who are going to continue to rely on uh, emergency rooms, on county health clinics, and other social safety nets. And as such, those costs get shifted onto providers uh, who in turn raise their costs for uh, insurance companies, both small group, large group, and, and et cetera. And so we're seeing that uh, this, this question of people being needlessly uninsured is being passed on uh, to the small group market as well, which uh, these two these two uh, areas, rate review and accepting the federal Medicaid dollars, are uh, um, pretty clear uh, reasons for a good uh, portion of the, these higher costs in Wisconsin. And so we, we see that uh, if the state changed its mind and took the, the federal dollars, if we, we actually policed insurance rates, uh, we might see this, this variation, which comes out to be about over $675 more per employee, just for a silver plan, on average in Wisconsin, uh, substantially shrunk, uh, if not close to uniform.
And so we, we see these as uh, uh, vital public policy uh, arguments that we need to be articulating and advocating for. Uh, but in the meantime, it's having substantial impact on, on current small business owners. And I just want to quickly mention the reason that this matters right now is that open enrollment does not apply to small businesses. A small business can buy a uh, small group plan tomorrow. And so this question is a continuing one because small businesses are continuously uh, comparing options and uh, weighing their weighing their the, what's in front of them uh, and offering health insurance plans to new employees as, throughout the year. Um, and this is the 2014 rates. We are still waiting on 2015 because unlike over 33 states in the District of Columbia, uh, Wisconsin has not told the public when they're going to release the 2015 rates. Uh, Minnesota has made it clear that they're going to announce theirs on October 1st, but we have no uh, um, no knowledge of when Wisconsin is going to release their rates. In fact, they can wait until November 15th when the new open enrollment's out. Uh, and so this is, is is 2014 rates, but it also is a reminder that we need to be paying attention to these these disparities in premiums uh, moving forward. So we, as advocates and as policy you know uh, advocates, can help encourage better public policy can help encourage you know what would be better at achieving uh, uh, lower more affordable health care for for as many uh, small business owners and individuals as possible so all right thank you thank you Kevin and let me just say uh, for you up the questions that there's a great example of where uh, an issue like this should not be partisan uh, I think everyone believes that small business is critical to the economy and that they've had a terrible time in the health insurance system that we had before the Affordable Care Act. And I think we could get some consensus that we should use the tools we have to work together to make sure health insurance is as affordable as possible now and moving forward. And it's, it's really unfortunate that we're not able to do that because of the ideological divide over the Affordable Care Act and, frankly, the desire uh, by some parties do anything they can to undermine the health care law no matter what. What we're talking about here is it makes most sense for everyone in the state to cover as many people as possible because that reduces medical costs and uncompensated care. And so turning down the Medicaid money impacts that directly and to have serious consumer regulation of the insurance industry to make sure that there is downward pressure on rates and that rate increases are not excessive and are reasonable. And so Minnesota does that, Wisconsin doesn't, and there's a huge rate gap that cannot be explained by other factors like underlying medical costs, demographics, age, geography, any other factor we can determine. So with that, let me see if there are any questions uh, from media. Kevin, do they need to uh, do star six to ask a question? No. Okay. So you should be able to just ask a question if anyone on the call from the media has a question about the reporter for any of the speakers. Hi, this is Shemaine. I thought, and correct me if I'm wrong, that there was money in the budget for hospitals experiencing uncompensated care because um, they knew Wisconsin was not going to take the extra Medicaid money. Yes, there was an, an extra, and, and both, uh, I know Richard knows about this as well, uh, and certainly Kevin does, but there was an extra $30 million, uh, but no one thought that was sufficient to make up for the increased uncompensated care. That's why the hospitals strongly supported taking the Medicaid money. So that offset it slightly, but it's not nearly enough to account for all the extra costs of having more uninsured people. Uh, and so that and that was that was made very clear during the whole debate over the budget uh, and joint finance committee. I know John, you were on joint finance committee, Representative Richards, right? So you well, that's, right. that. that's one of the things that we tried to do to uh, reduce hospital costs. 
but what we're seeing is that there is a, a bigger demand than we expected among childless adults for health care coverage, and we're seeing that in the enrollment for uh, childless adults um, uh, with under 100% of poverty who are signing up for Badger Care in far greater numbers than we expected. That's one of the reasons why this decision to turn down the federal Medicaid expansion is so much more expensive than what we originally thought. And, and oh. I just, Kevin, uh, Shemaine, just one quick thing, I just uh, ran the numbers here. Uh, the, the, the additional payments that the state gave uh, the, the hospital, it's roughly 6% of what they lose every year. So it's still sustained. Okay. And one point of clarification, when you're comparing the Minnesota um, business premiums to Wisconsin, the numbers you cite are the business's share, right, not the employee's share or both? It's the whole premium, right, Kevin? Okay. So we don't know how what, what how the employer may charge the, for the employee share. Is that right, Kevin? That's correct. It's the total okay. premium. And how they break it down is, is up to the employer. Okay. So some of these costs could be being passed on, a lot of them, to the employee as well. That's what we can't ascertain. That's very much employer by employer, obviously. Or just pricing folks out of the market. That's the other problem, the whole, the whole employer, the whole small business. So, uh, other questions, if any. Hi, this is, hi it's uh, Mike at WHBY in Appleton. Um, just hi. wanted to ask Kevin about uh, the, the specific numbers for Appleton and Green Bay. I guess, could you talk a little bit about the, the differences uh, there? Sure, absolutely. Uh, so, Appleton and Green Bay are, are uh, well, relatively less expensive uh, compared to some of these other areas, but it's still substantially higher uh, than, than Minneapolis. Uh, we found that, that Green Bay, on average, is roughly 15.5% um, more expensive than the Twin Cities, uh, gold and silver average, uh, and Appleton was roughly a little over 9% higher. Uh, this makes them the, the ninth and 10th, respectively, uh, lowest cost excuse me, 9th and 10th respectively highest cost metro uh, in Wisconsin, so obviously less than Eau Claire, La Crosse, Milwaukee, and all that. Uh, but that's still substantially uh, higher, and it is above, sorry, it's close to the average of, of the average state versus the average comparison. So average Wisconsin versus average Minnesota is roughly the same as what we're seeing in uh, Green Bay versus Minneapolis. Uh, so that, that roughly translates to uh, Green Bay, it's roughly $1,000 more for a gold plan per employee. Uh, each year, and Appleton, that's about uh, $660 uh, more for a gold plan uh, in Appleton compared to the Twin Cities. Uh, so slightly less than places like Eau Claire and La Crosse, but still pretty substantial. All right, thank you. Thank you. Uh, other other questions from the media? Well, well uh, I want to thank everyone for joining us and thank our speakers. Uh, Senator Chris Larson, Representative John Richards, and Lori Compass, Executive Director of the Wisconsin Business Alliance. And we, continue, we will continue to track these numbers. It becomes very important as the Affordable Care Act advances um, and continues on the books that we look every year at what's happening and what the causes are. And one of the take-homes from this report is, is that the states have a huge role. The Affordable Care Act is a state-federal partnership. And so how states respond to and use the Affordable Care Act or do not 
we think is going to have a substantial difference over time, and we're, we're committed to tracking this, both in the small business market like we did today and the individual market. And so thank you very much for joining us. We think that this is at least the Affordable Care Act gives us a lot, of, a lot more tools to look at rates, have public data, and be able to have real discussions about what we can do um, as a public in our democracy to make health care affordable and accessible for everyone. So thank you very much for joining us, everyone.